Welcome to The God Solution, where we discuss answers to humanity's questions about God and God's answers for humanity's questions. I'm Nate Herbst. This is Brandon Cox. And this is Chris Bellotta. And we are excited to be concluding our interview with Dr. Norm Geisler and Jason Jimenez this morning. If you missed the last two weeks, you can get those interviews at godsolutionshow.com. Again, that's godsolutionshow.com. Today, we'll be concluding with the third part of our interview with Dr. Norm Geisler and Jason Jimenez. Dr. Norm Geisler needs no introduction. You probably know who he is. And if you don't, he's written over 90 books. He has been a professor for over 50 years at some of the best seminaries in the nation. He travels around the world. He lectures. He's been considered a philosopher, an apologist, an evangelist, and a theologian. I used his work extensively in my ministry career, referred students to his work in seminary. I think I quoted him in half or more of my papers, and that's not an exaggeration at all. In fact, I asked my wife, would you say that we quoted him about half of our papers? And she said, at least. She did as well. He is quite the author and authority, and I'm so excited to have him on the show this morning. Again, he's authored or co-authored over 90 books. He's also authored hundreds of articles. He's taught theology, philosophy, and apologetics on the college or graduate level for over 50 years, and he's been a professor at some of the finest seminaries in the world. If you'd like to learn more about Dr. Norm Geisler, please go to normgeisler.com. And again, that's spelled N-O-R-M, Norm, Geisler, G-E-I-S-L-E-R.com. And you can find out more about Dr. Norm Geisler there. It's an incredible privilege having him on the show this morning. Also, we're going to be interviewing Jason Jimenez. He's been on the show before. We talked to him a few months ago about his book, The Raging War of Ideas. You can get that interview at godsolutionshow.com. Again, godsolutionshow.com. And I'm excited to have him back on the show today as well. Jason is a pastor, apologist, and speaker who has ministered to families for over 15 years. In his extensive ministry career, Jason has been a children's student and college pastor and has spent a great deal of time investing in marriages and improving them with their parenting. He is the founder and president of Reshift Ministries, whose mission is to advance Christians to live out a biblical worldview. His ministry has been endorsed by some of the world's greatest Christian leaders. He's authored The Raging War of Ideas, How to Take Back Our Faith, Family, and Country, The Raging War of Ideas Study Guide, and he co-authored with Dr. Norm Geisler, The Official Study Guide to I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. He also co-authored this most recent book, The Bible's Answers to 100 of Life's Biggest Questions, with Dr. Norm Geisler, and that's the point of this interview. We're going to be discussing their newest book, again, The Bible's Answers to 100 of Life's Biggest Questions, this morning. You can find out more about Jason Jimenez at reshiftministries.org. Again, that's reshiftministries.org. Well, we're going to be talking, like I said, about the Bible's answers to 100 of life's biggest questions. I recently got it on Kindle. You can go to Amazon or wherever you buy books to find this book, and it's a great, great book. I haven't finished reading it, of course, but it is a great book, and I encourage you to pick it up as soon as possible. Whatever questions you've considered over the years, they'll be dealt with probably in this book. And whatever the case, you'll grow a ton in your faith reading this book, and if you aren't a Christian yet, I'm sure some of your doubts will be dealt with in a very intellectual and a solid way that you'll be able to walk away with some good answers. Anyway, we're going to pick up in the middle of our interview talking about Old Testament messianic prophecies. 
So get ready for the third and last part of our interview with Dr. Norm Geisler and Jason Jimenez. Now, Dr. Geisler, one of my favorite parts of I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist is your defense of the Old Testament prophecies about Jesus and how you showed, you and Turek showed, that Jesus literally is the Messiah of the Old Testament. I was talking to a student yesterday who's roommates with a Jewish student who had never been exposed to this information. And I went through some of those different passages, and I actually bought him your book. It's in my bag right now, and I'm going to give it to him this week precisely so that he can show that chapter to his Jewish roommate. Would you care to... That's great. Uh That's a very powerful argument. You know, Jason talked about the unity of the Bible. You got the prophecy of the Bible that's unique. You got Jesus confirming uh, the Bible. I mean, there are 100 predictions of Jesus' first coming. Um, The odds of of that happening are so infinitesimal that it's uh, uh, not different from zero. Uh, and so uh, we have a supernatural prophecy in the Bible, and uh, it's a good thing to show to Jewish people or anybody. Absolutely. That, uh, from the seed of the woman, Genesis 3.15, through Isaiah uh, 53, it was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. There are just two dozen things in that chapter alone uh, that were predicted. And we have manuscript of Isaiah comes from a Dead Sea scroll of 100 years before the time of Christ. So we know it was written before uh, Jesus' time, and it predicted uh, him perfectly. Jason, would you like to share about any future projects that you uh, may be working on? Yeah, well, I definitely appreciate your guys' opportunity. And again, we definitely encourage your listeners to get the Bible's answers to 100 of life's biggest questions. I mean, obviously, with time frame, I think we only covered maybe 10 of them. So obviously, there's 90 more questions that... uh, I hope your listeners would really uh, look forward to when they get the book. But, but yeah, right now um, we are working on two other projects. One of them has to do with uh, Christian community, um, the decline that's taken place within uh, Christians today. A lot of times we look at it in terms of the context of a church building. Um, but w- what I do is I focus on uh, looking at the relationships or lack thereof that's going on in the world today among Christians and how it's devastating Um or I should say the devastating effect that it's having on our spiritual growth um, because we know that God has called us to love each other, to meet the needs of each other, to sacrifice for one another, to put the interest of, of others above your own. But uh, when you have pride and selfishness and, di- and divisiveness and all those other things uh, in between, it disrupts or prevents uh, uh, real healthy community. And we don't really grow without that type of community. We don't grow uh, being isolated from the body of Christ. We all together need one another because we make up the body of Christ. And the Bible says when one suffers, we all suffer. So that's a big project that I'm, I'm working on right now to really expose not just the problem, but solutions to how we can get back to actually having Christian community. When you have over 70% of Christians today who would classify themselves as wounded followers of Jesus, not that Jesus has wounded them, uh, even though I've talked to a lot of people, I'm sure you guys have, where they kind of blame God or or have, uh, you know, disgruntled behavior towards uh, Jesus for some, to, for some reason, but the reality is people have hurt them, whether in leadership or whatever, you know, whatever. Um, and so we, we talk about those things, but, you know, kind of how to come clean with them, but how to work through them and, and start seeing uh, healing and restoration take place in the lives of people. And 
then addition to that, another project that we're working on is called the Millennial Mission, and that one is actually for parents of millennials, and it's equipping them further to make sure that they continue to engage their son and their daughter more effectively as they go into their 20s and 30s. And, of course, right now, as you guys rightly know, working within college ministry, you know, we are having an upsurge of nuns, N-O-N-E-S, of people who were raised in the Christian church, if, if you will, in a Christian family, uh, but are now de-churched or unchurched today, and they don't claim to be of any particular belief or religion. And so we are working hard on this project um, so that we, we can help um, a lot of these parents uh, who have felt that they failed, and, uh, and they're trying to, uh, to restore that relationship with their, with their children. Uh, obviously, now that they're out of adolescence, you know, some of them are in college now, or maybe some of them are engaged or married or in their, in their early careers or whatever the case may be, but it's really teaching parents how to effectively uh, engage uh, those millennials for Christ, because I believe a lot of the answer lies within mom and dad than it does in the local church. And so we're really excited about, again, working on both of these projects, one in the sense of Christian community, but also one uh, which is the greatest community when it comes to starts in the home with mom and dad. So those are two uh, things that we're working on right now. Jason, I got to just tell you, you're right on the money there. We extensively survey all the incoming freshmen every year. I mean, every year we do hundreds of surveys before classes even start, getting to know where each incoming class is really at spiritually. And what's intriguing to us is we always ask them what their level of spiritual interest is, and it's always pretty high, like maybe six, six and a half out of ten. And then we also ask them what their view of Jesus is. And they might ask, well, what do you mean, what is our view of Jesus? And I say, just positive or negative. I'm not asking you for a theological answer. I just want to know, do you think positively of Jesus or lowly of Jesus? And of course, as you might expect, and we're on a very liberal secular campus Jesus is highly popular, if you want to use that word, among this generation. I mean, they give him higher marks than they do for random spirituality. You know, they'll give him seven and a half to eight out of ten on average. So I think we have an incredible interest in Jesus Christ. We have a high level of spiritual interest generally, yet somehow the body of Christ is failing to capitalize on that. And I think it really does go back to the families. A lot of Christian families they they maybe misrepresent Christ or they focus on the wrong things or they make Christ all about a list of do's and don'ts and meetings that you go to and they fail to connect their their children's natural interest in Christ with answers like you guys are doing. I think if we can do that with young people before they get to college where all those things get shot down by often very ignorant professors that have a vested interest in maintaining their own skepticism and atheism, if we can share these answers before we get to that point with parents who have this gift from God of 18 years to influence their kids for Christ, I don't think that we'll see these trends going this way much longer. Thank you for doing something about that and not just passively yeah, sitting no. on the sideline because we need people yeah, that are well, actually going to do things right now. Yeah, and I think that's well said, and I think that that's the key. The key thing is we're we're invested too, you know, obviously because we believe that we're all born in sin. Without Jesus, uh, we're all going to hell. So uh, because we love people, uh, we we need to put their needs first, and we need to speak the truth. The Bible says in Ephesians 4.15 with love. But, yes, God has equipped moms and dads and has given the children he's given us as stewards on loan mm -hmm. 
and it's our responsibility to train them in the ways of the Lord. And so without, um, you know, beating over the head these parents who may have messed up or neglected um, through the years uh, raising up their children in the ways of the Lord, uh, we want to, again, reaffirm them. We want to encourage them. We want them to see that relationship restored back to God. And there's a lot of prodigal kids out there, and there's a lot of uh, burdens, and there's a lot of anger and unforgiveness. And so, again, the, the greatest apologetic here is through the love of Jesus Christ that we can offer them that love that they would receive and be restored again. So, yeah, we, we continue to pray for these things. We'll open up the hearts and minds of more people. And, and yes, the answer is, is it was within the family. We need to restore uh, the family. We need to get back to what God has orchestrated, and he's put mom and dad in there. And now, you know, we, you guys have a lot of students who don't have mom and dad. You know, we have a lot of blended families or single homes. And so that just that just creates uh, more problems, but but that doesn't mean that the, that uh, they're hopeless. There's still hope for all of us. Absolutely, and students are coming to Christ. I mean, we see students all the time putting their trust in Christ. Uh, just this past week, there have been students that have indicated a decision for Christ. Uh, Chris, who's on the interview this morning, one of our students came to college as a non-Christian, came to faith in Christ, wants to live the rest of his life in ministry, just because the statistics show. Not many of this generation are walking with Christ does not mean that the harvest isn't ripe. The harvest really is ripe. Well, that's awesome. That's, well, congratulations, Chris. Okay. Thank you. Keep up the good work. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The God Solution on KDUR 91.9 and 93.9 FM in Durango and KDUR.org online. We're interviewing Dr. Norm Geisler, world-renowned apologist, who's authored over 90 books, and someone who's influenced my life tremendously through his work. I'm excited that we have this opportunity to interview him. We're also talking with Jason Jimenez of Reshift Ministries. We're discussing their most recent book, which they co-authored together, The Bible's Answers to 100 of Life's Biggest Questions. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Dr. Geisler, as we talk about future projects, do you have anything that you'd like to share about well, I've, as you said before, I've uh, uh, done about 94 books, and I want to do 100 wow, praise uh, God. books <laughs> before the Lord comes, uh, or I go to meet him. So I'm working on several right now. I'm working on one with a converted uh, homosexual uh, guy on homosexuality because that's uh, the greatest attack on the Christian family in the country today. And uh, he knows because he's been through the whole thing. Uh, working on one right now on uh, vital interest in the inerrancy of the Bible because we believe the Bible is the inerrant word of word of God, so we want to get uh, uh, that out. And uh, working on putting things, uh, the cookies on the bottom shelf. We're going to do a series of uh, uh, books on on what we believe and basic uh, beliefs because Christians don't know what they believe, let alone why they believe it. So we've got plenty of things to keep us busy until the rapture. Dr. Geisler, I said it before, but I really love, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. I've given it to lots of non-Christian relatives and many students over the years. I guess a simple question is, why does it take more faith to be an atheist than a Christian? <laughs> oh, I came up with that title when we were doing the seminars. I was doing seminars with uh, uh, Frank Turk, and we were doing the chances for... Uh, a one-cell animal appearing by chance alone, you know, and uh, taking even the statistics from uh, Dawkins and non-Christians, and he said that uh, chances of getting a one-cell animal are like uh, 
11, uh, uh, like a thousand sets of Encyclopedia Britannica full of information uh, in that cell. And I said, you know, I don't have a faith to be an atheist. And he said, that'd be a good title for a book. <laughs> That's awesome. Jason, what advice would you give for believers who are struggling with doubt themselves? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that's that's one that we need to be more sensitive to because the reality is I think sometimes we are quick to try to equip people to answer, you know, reasonably to the objections that are outside the church, but the reality is there are a lot of believers who do have doubt. And again, as we stated, it could be because of relational factors, uh, personal ones, personal sin. So what I would say to anyone who's listening right now that is a Christian and they're struggling with whatever particular doubt and again, that, that's important to obviously know what that doubt is, because if they're doubting Jesus or if they're doubting the Bible, uh, those are some serious accusations. But um, I would say is Jesus loves you. Do not give up on Jesus. Turn to him. Pray to him. And oftentimes what I found as a pastor, the people who do struggle a lot with doubt, there's a, there's a sin in their life, hence the doubt. Um, and they've allowed the doubt to darken them more, to blind them from God's truth. And so I would encourage them um, that if there's anyone, if, you know, for them to turn to, to seek counsel with, uh, to share their heart and their struggles and the doubts that they're going through, to do that. I would also recommend if, if maybe they have some doubt with some of the issues that we discussed today to pick up our book um, and to go through that. And then, you know, if they're on campus with you guys, you know, seek out a spiritual leader uh, through a Christian organization, turn to their parents if they're younger uh, Christian who has these doubts. If the pastors are listening, don't ever underestimate just because someone's attending church or sitting there while you're giving a lecture or, or expounding from the pages of Scripture, don't assume that they buy into all of this. You know, engage them, shepherd them, uh, you know, address some of these doubts. And uh, so I would just tell Christians if they are in doubt not to give up. You know, God is there for them and the truth is there in the Bible is the only thing in this world that will not lie to you. And and the other thing, that's what I found with a lot of Christians who, who do struggle with doubt, you, you would find that um, even though there is some sin there, uh, and maybe there's some hurt there, uh, the other thing I found is that they don't pray often, and they're not nearly in the Word of God as they should be. And so, again, those are basic things, but they are essential things. Christians need to be in daily prayer before God. They need to continue to daily communicate. Psalm thirty-seven fourteen says, you know, God hears the cries from those who are in trouble, and he will deliver you from your pain. So God is there to deliver you. He'll deliver you out of these doubts. He is the answer. He's the hope that you need. What advice do you have for non-believers considering Christ's claims? The advice I have for them is uh, that they need to uh, consider seriously the uh, claims of Christ. Uh, if they've never done that, they need to do that. And uh, I, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, Romans 10 says. So I, I, I encourage them to get into the Scriptures and let the Scriptures get in, into them. Uh, there are three reasons why people uh, doubt, intellectual, volitional, or emotional, the three characteristics of personality. Intellectual doubts can be answered by intellectual uh, answers from uh, books like the one that we're suggesting. Emotional ones, they need counseling, they need help, they need love, they need uh, Christians come alongside of them. Volitional ones, uh, 
they need prayer because only the Holy Spirit can convince their will to uh, turn it over to Christ. So it depends on which kind of doubt, or what kind of antidote you give. Thank you so much. Where can our listeners find out more about each of you? Keep up the good work. <laughs> yeah, real quickly, I would encourage them. They can they can go to reshift ministries.org um, to find out more information. They can follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, and then uh, Dr. Geiser's website is normgeisler.net. What other books would you encourage listeners to buy? There are a lot of them listed in our book. I'd encourage them to, uh, at the end of each uh, chapter, in fact, at the end of each question in our book on 100 uh, questions, there's a list of things. There's YouTube uh, uh, resources, there's internet resources, and there and there are books. So every question has its list of uh, answers, and it has its list of books to help them. Awesome. So again, listeners, get out and buy the Bible's answers to 100 of life's biggest questions as soon as you can do it. I got mine on Amazon. Uh, so pick it up. It'll be definitely a good read with a lot of other good resources as well. Thank you guys so much for being on the show today. Before we leave, any last thoughts that you'd like to share? Well, yeah, I just we appreciate the, the opportunity and you guys, Nate, with the work you guys are doing there and, and using our resource to, to, again, to give it to other people who have questions because we all have questions and we, and we need answers. And uh, the good thing is we have answers, right? And so we need to be faithful uh, as good stewards to be those vessels that are out there speaking the truth of God. And as Dr. Geiser said, Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we appreciate you guys doing that, but also encourage people, uh, and Nate, you as well. I mean, you guys get the book on Amazon, uh, where other, where, you know, it's also sold where other books are being sold as well. But we do encourage people if they take the time to give us a, a review. Of course, we, we're looking for good reviews, not bad reviews. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys can give a good review uh, on Amazon Amazon and other outlets, that'd be great about the book. Uh, to continue to boost this resource out there would be awesome. My advice is twofold. Get all you can, can all you get, and sit on the lid. That's <laughs> uh, so my teacher told me. And uh, even God can't steer a parked car, so get moving. Great advice right there. All this evidence leads somewhere. Dr. Geisler, I would be honored if you'd close out the show by just telling us what this means, the gospel. What is the message that all this evidence supports? It all points toward the gospel, which is Jesus, the Son of God, died for your sins, rose from the dead, and offers you the free gift of salvation. All you have to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Thank you guys again so much for being on okay, the show. Take care. All right. Thank Bye-bye. you, guys. God bless Thanks you, guys. So much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that concludes our interview with Dr. Norm Geisler and Jason Jimenez. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get any of the three parts of the interview, go to godsolutionshow.com and you'll see each of those listed there. You can click on them and you can download them. You can listen to them right online. You can do whatever you want, but you can get all three interviews at godsolutionshow.com. Well, guys, what did you think of this interview with Dr. Norm Geisler and Jason Jimenez? For myself, I was very encouraged by this interview, and I know I'll also be encouraged by this book. Three things really stuck out to me. First, that there has to be objective truth. Otherwise, it's all opinions, and if we really have these deep questions in life, why even ask them if uh, you believe contradictions or that everyone is true? So just their confidence and the philosophical answer that there has to be an objective truth out there, that was amazing. And then second of all, just their ability to defend the 
authenticity and reliability of the scriptures. Uh, Norm quoted how many early manuscripts we have and just different ways that we know that we can go to the Bible to get these answers and that the Bible can be our guide on this earth to know Jesus and follow his commands. And, you know, like all these 100 questions, the Bible is a great source for that. And then third of all, I think maybe the greatest evidence is just their own personal relationship with God. They know God just as much as they can be sure that they know their own wife and their own children. And God's had a direct influence in their lives, and you can see that through this interview. So I'm walking away from this greatly encouraged and more built up in my faith, ready to be equipped with conversations or even doubts that I might have in my own walk. I'm Chris Bellotta, and this interview has really shown me how much God loves us, how much evidence we have for Jesus, for all he said, all he did, what the Bible goes through, what it talks about in its message, and we can really put our faith and trust in all God says. This interview has really encouraged me and given me such a a larger foundation into where my faith is at with Jesus. And I really look forward to learning so much more about apologetics. I agree. I enjoyed the interview. It was fun talking to both Jason Jimenez and Dr. Geisler. It was our first time interviewing Dr. Geisler, so it was very special to say the least. If you missed either of the first two parts, or if you want to hear the third part again, go to godsolutionshow.com and pick up our interviews with Dr. Norm Geisler and Jason Jimenez. Well, all this points to something that I could not possibly end the show without coming back to, and that's the reality that this is pertinent to each of our lives today. The Bible says that God loves each and every person on this planet. John 3.16 says that he loved the whole world, and because of that, He gave his only son so that whoever believes in him would not perish. God loves you today, and he desires that you would have a full life full of meaning and purpose on this planet and an eternity with him in heaven. He wants that for you. The Bible says that God loves you and that he has a plan for you, but you and I and each of the guys here this morning are sinful. We're separated from God because he's perfect and we are not. Sin always separates relationship. Perfection can't be with imperfection. God is just and he can't tolerate sin. Because of that, we are separated from God because of our sin and left unmitigated. The Bible says that would lead to an eternity separated from him in what the Bible calls hell. Not good news at all. I told that to a student once and he said, well, if that's true, how can you Christians be so happy all the time? I said, well, it's because there's more than just that. The reality is that God loved us so much that he wasn't willing to leave things there. He became a man. He lived a perfect life on this planet. And he died on the cross for your sins and mine. No other religion describes a God who would love you enough to come and meet you where you're at. And surely no other religion describes a God who would take your sins on himself and pay the consequence that you could never pay on your own. Finally, there's no religion at all that has historical evidence for it and for the claims it makes, specifically the fact that God can offer you eternal life having beaten it himself. We can be confident that Jesus really did rise from the dead. This is not just another religious idea among many. This is the truth. Jesus really is the only way to heaven, like he said. I hope that you'll take a step of faith this morning, putting your faith and trust in him, giving your life over to him. You could do that right now through prayer, saying, Jesus, I believe that you are who you say you are that you died on the cross for my sins, and that you rose again to give me new life. 
I pray that you'd come into my life, that you'd be my Savior and Lord, that you would make me the kind of person that you want me to be. The Bible says that if you put your faith and trust in him this morning, receiving him as Savior and Lord, that you've been adopted into his family, that you can look forward to a life of meaning and purpose with him on this planet and an eternity with him in heaven. If you did make that decision, I'd love to know about it. Go to godsolutionshow.com and use the contact form to let us know, and I'd love to help you take a few steps in your walk with God. Well, you could visit a local church this morning. Go to godsolutionshow.com for a list of local churches and the times and the places that they meet. You could also join us for Connect on Tuesday or Thursday. Tuesday, meet at 6 p.m. at the bus stop, and Thursday, meet at 6 p.m. at Jones 140. It'll be a great time. There'll be dinner there as well on Thursday. I hope that you'll tune in next week. Again, if you missed the last interviews with Dr. Geisler and Jason Jimenez, go to godsolutionshow.com. Again, godsolutionshow.com to get those interviews. Remember, an open mind, honest heart, humble disposition, and diligent search always lead to Jesus. And that's my hope, that you'll find him this morning if you haven't already. And if you do know Jesus, I hope that you'll walk closer to him than ever before. Thanks so much for listening. Have a wonderful Sunday afternoon. I've got a I've got a